welcome to the Soccer Coaching Podcast, brought to you in association with our friends at Soccer Coach Weekly, reflecting our shared ambition to help coaches have the most effective, enjoyable and successful coaching journey for them and their players. We hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks for listening. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Thank you for, for tuning in and listening and apologies about the delay between this episode and the last one. It's been so busy. We've had a quite a successful football season, uh, especially with our under-14s team, which has meant that the season kind of run on a little bit longer than we anticipated because of the league games were still quite important and um, the cup runs as well carried on um, up until semi-finals and finals. I'm pleased to say that we did have some success and we did manage to win one of those cup competitions, which is fantastic. Um, And even though obviously winning is important and we like that, it's the how you win bit that's the most important bit. And I'm proud of the fact that actually what we achieved this season um, was great, but also the way in which it was achieved. But that's probably a a chat for another podcast. But it is about the under-14s team that um, I'm going to kind of, that what instigated essentially the the reason for today's um, topic which is going to be looking at really how you coach uh, young players in this kind of age group, in this age bracket. So really, I mean, I've been looking at 13s and 14s specifically over the last couple of seasons, um, but I guess it's slightly more broad than that. You could really go anything from like, I guess, 11s up to probably 18s and maybe even a little bit further either side there as well. Um, and it's kind of positioned around this whole, how do you coach or how can you be an effective coach when working with children going through adolescence? And we'll talk a bit more about that in a minute or two. But essentially, I kind of feel looking back now at the end of the under 14 season that I probably wasn't as prepared as I could or should have been about some of the things that impact on players in this age bracket. Obviously, as coaches, we focus a lot about the football side of things um, or the sport that we're coaching specifically and how we can tactically and technically support the players also, we look at the physical side, I'm sure. Most of us look at that as well to make sure our players are physically capable as well. And there's some social side stats to make sure we create an environment that enables them to have their social skills to be able to best perform and have maximum game impact. And we work a lot around that and we learn that, particularly if you work through players in the foundation phase and we'll have seen the foundation phase that, you know, the, the we know the journey is not linear. We know that players progress at different rates and sometimes they go backwards and then forwards and that can happen as well. But generally speaking, the foundation phase, the things that impact on that are probably a little bit more over. You can kind of see them, you know, so if you've got maybe a child that's physically bigger, they can dominate certain ways, particularly maybe you know, under sevens, eights or nines. If they're maybe early in the in the um, in the year, so if they're say September, October, November baby, compared to maybe a July or August one, you can see maybe sometimes there's some differences there in the sense of um, physical approach or just the ability to make good decisions, things like that. Not always, but just as a general rule. But in the foundation phase, I think it looks a little bit clearer some of this stuff. When you get past the foundation phase and maybe into the youth development phase and looking at those those age groups where adolescence really kicks in as part of part of what these players are going through I think it's a lot more complicated and I didn't know that two years ago but I do definitely think that now reflecting back over the last two seasons with the 13s and 14s so today's episode is going to be relatively short and sweet but just looking at really some of the top tips that I think you know I wish I had known a couple of seasons ago just to keep my heads up about kind of what may come down the road for me coaching this particular age group 
when I looked at this as a topic first, I kind of got myself confused because I am by no means an expert. So the first thing to say here, I'm very much an amateur hacker just trying to shed some, uh, 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 maybe just put a spot on this for you guys out there. Just think actually maybe I need to do a bit more digging around and find out a bit more about this stuff so I can be a bit more informed um, if I'm about to go into this age phase of coaching with players. Um, so I'm a bit more prepared. Um, so I'm certainly, you know, what I'm going to say is very much just my views and how I've seen things. And you might want to dig around more and, and get your own views and stuff. And you might want to change back on some of the things that I'm going to say. But essentially, we'll talk a little bit around the topic. And then I'm going to just just maybe 10 things that you look at as a coach um, if you are coaching this age group. Before I get into that, I would add that obviously I've worked mostly with boys um, over the last two seasons. And you know, although a lot of these things probably cross over between boys and girls, there are obviously some fundamental differences as well. So if you're coaching girls, want to know more about that, I hope this will be useful. But I would say, again, dig a bit deeper around that and do your own research to see, you know, how best you can support um, females going through th this age group, going through stages of their life cycle that, you know, might impact on how you can support them as a coach. The first thing I did was look at about, okay, in human development, where are we really with this age group, um, 13s and 14s? And what kept coming up was this word adolescence. Um, so I guess you're talking here about adult sense, you know, becoming an adult, growing, in, growing into becoming an adult. And I think there's three parts that they've got like an early part, a mid part and a late part. And as in all human development, nothing's ever set in stone and those ages can slightly vary when these things happen. But generally speaking, it seems to be around the 11 up to kind of the 19 mark. So 11 year olds to 19, somewhere on that journey, there'd be kind of early adolescence, middle adolescence and late adolescence um, and all the things involved in that. But what dovetailed in here and was kind of maybe blurring the picture a little bit was also this, this subject of puberty, you know, and what that, what that is and whether these two things are the same thing or whether they're a little bit different. Um, so I'm going to try in my very amateurish way to separate puberty and adolescence. We understand that first. And then we're going to talk about, okay, how some of these things impact maybe on as a coach, things you want to consider when you're trying to support your players. So the first thing to look at is puberty. So what is puberty? So puberty is a specific phase of human development, and it's characterized by physical changes that ultimately lead to sexual maturity. Uh, is a biological process during which a child's body undergoes significant transformations. Uh, these things can include things like, you know, growth spurts. Um, it might, it has the onset of reproductive capabilities um, and there's hormonal changes as well, primarily the increased production of sex hormones like estrogen and testosterone. Um, and these play a vital role in driving these physical changes. But it says that puberty typically begins around the ages of 8 to 14 in girls and 9 to 16 in boys. So a couple of things that seem to come up quite often here is that with girls, these things seem to happen maybe a year or two earlier, generally speaking, uh, boys a little bit later. Um, but the age, the, 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 the age bracket is quite varied. So 8 to 14 in girls is a big difference between an 8-year-old and a 14-year-old and boys again, 9 to 16. So, you know, th there's a big variation there. So... For those of us that have coached in the foundations phase, maybe under six, sevens, eights, nines, tens, although there are obviously differences between the players, they seem to be a bit more overt. They're, they're, they're kind of clearer to identify, I think. Looking back, it seems a little bit easier. Um, you know, the bigger kids are bigger kids. The slightly older kids are slightly older kids. Uh, and you can kind of get a feel for stuff. It seems that actually when you get into this adolescence phase, things certainly become a bit more complicated because it's not all about what you can see and things aren't always obvious to see. Um, and that's, I think, the important part here of how we might be able to then support players who are going through this stage of their life uh, in, in a better way as coaches. 
So that's puberty. So what's adolescence and, and what's the difference? So adolescence, on the other hand, is a kind of it's a broader concept and it encompasses not only the physical change of puberty, but it also encompasses like cognitive, social and emotional development. It refers to the transitional period between childhood and adulthood. So that adult sense of so becoming becoming an adult. And it's, it's really about that period in which during which individuals navigate through various psychological challenges and they strive for independence and identity formation. So there's a lot more stuff going on here than, than I'm not going to be a little puberty on its own, but there's more than just puberty going on. Here's lots of other things coming into play. Um, adolescence involves the development of critical thinking skills, uh, emotional regulation, um, social relationships, self-identity, decision-making abilities. Is a time when individuals develop their values, interests, aspirations, and gradually transition into adult roles and responsibilities. So <laughs> there's there's a lot going on. It's like it's arguably the most, well, certainly one of the the key windows of human development. The biological and um, scientific factors that come into play, along with also the broader kind of social, wider factors that also impact on children and things like starting secondary school, you know, making new friends, um, you know, getting more independence, maybe being allowed to go out more and do things, you know, there's a whole collection of stuff going on here that, you know, as coaches, when you've got these children, maybe for once to twice, three times a week, whatever, you know, you're, you're dipping in and out of their world a little bit, but there's a lot of chaos that's going on around them. Some they understand, but maybe plenty that they don't understand. And if we don't understand it either, then it makes it much harder for us to kind of relate make good decisions and most importantly support to our full capabilities to give these players the best opportunity to go through this process in a way that's you know, the most positive way possible busy time lot going on key age group and i kind of feel like as a coach looking back now that i probably didn't know well, i definitely didn't know enough about it and it hadn't been flagged up enough on coaching courses for me personally or you know podcasts I listened to, books I'd read, you know, it, I'm not saying it wasn't mentioned, of course it was, and I, it was something I'm completely alien to, but I don't think just how big a difference these things can have on a player's development was really highlighted until you kind of go through it and look back and think, actually, you know what, that explains this or that explains that. So definitely important to try and get a bit of an understanding around it. And my job now is to try and uh, just highlight, you know, 10 things that I think now looking back, I wish I'd known a bit more about at the time because that would help me maybe make better choices and be more supportive for the players that I had. There could probably be another 10 different things you could choose. Um, you might not agree with all of them, but, you know, at least maybe I'm getting you thinking about it a little bit if you're about to kind of start coaching 12s 13s 14s you know that you think actually i you know I, I, my coaching is all well and good um but there'll be a few curples here that might come in just because the age group this is, is. in summary puberty specifically refers to the biological changes and the maturation of the body whereas adolescence is a kind of a more comprehensive term that encompasses the physical cognitive social and emotional aspects of developing during this transition from childhood to adulthood. Adolescence is the phase of life between childhood and it's kind of like from, from ages you know, 10, 11 to 19. And it's a unique stage of human development um, and an important time for laying the foundations for good health. And that's the important thing to remember here. A lot of this stuff isn't just about the fact that actually, you know, we need to know how to deal with um, these players because of the challenges they might bring to us as coaches. Actually, it's a good opportunity to really put in good health practices you know, the wider like lifelong learning stuff that will make a difference, not just for the next couple of years for these players, but also as they go into adulthood and, and through the rest of life and become truly independent. What are some of the key different things to be kind of aware of as a coach, um, if you're coaching this age group? So number one for me on my list was just recognising individual differences. 
so boys in this age range would experience like varying rates of growth um, and physical development and uh, maturity. Um, each player will go through puberty at different times and at different pace. Um, and this will impact on their performance and their overall well-being. It will have an impact. For some, it may mean that they get you know some benefits of physically developing faster, uh, which means they have an advantage of being more physically capable for a period of time. But also the downside to that is if they do have a big growth spurt and shoot on, then actually they've got to go into their bodies a bit and, and things imp- impact on that as well. So we'll come on to some of this stuff in more detail in a minute. But the first thing as a coach is just, think even more so than a foundation phase it's recognizing really knowing the individuals because if you know your players and you know them well you'll be able to spot some changes that kind of look a bit different how they were maybe you know three months ago or six months ago not just physical but maybe also how they're acting and stuff and it's like well actually this isn't really like what scott was like before so maybe something's going on here um and it might just be that he's having a bad day it might or you know he's just you know he's losing form or he's not interested in, in, in the sport anymore you know, this could be related to this adolescence or, you know, or puberty factors coming into play. So number one is just recognizing that, you know, the individual differences between the players that you've got. And I know that's something that would be the same across all age groups. I do understand that, but I think it's particularly relevant as coaches to understand if you're coaching in this age phase, just know that is even more critical to be finely tuned into those individual differences. Okay, so we touched this on the first one, but the second second thing would be physical changes. So it's important as a coach that we understand the physical change associated with puberty, such as growth, spurts, change of body composition um, that we need to be aware of, how that impacts on them. You know, so with the physical changes, we've had some players in our team that some haven't shot up at all yet. You know, they've just finished under 14. So most of them turned 14 now, but, you know, they probably haven't had a, a growth spurt at all now and they're still quite small. Other players that have shot up maybe two years ago, went really early, shot up and a big now and have that physical advice. They're literally heads and shoulders above their teammates and they were all kind of, you know, very similar-ish heights maybe two years ago. So you're seeing some big changes there. That said, some of the bigger guys that have shot up, they struggled. Looking back now, I'm thinking one or two of the players in our team a couple of years ago, they really struggled physically for a while. And I think looking back now, bear in mind I'm no expert at all, I think what was happening was their their bodies were growing um, and they were probably putting on, on, on mass, body mass, um, ready for that probably a significant growth spurt, which, they, which ultimately came. But they didn't have... I'm guessing the the muscular strength at the time to be able to manage their body. So when they had the growth spurts, that you know they physically struggled to deal with it because of the the muscles weren't big enough to deal with their longer limbs, you know, and they didn't have the internal strength to be able to manage this this new body they've got. And it took time for them to grow into that body. And now you see actually 18 months or so later, you know, they've developed the muscles mass to be able to manage their their bigger bodies, bigger limbs, you know, all that kind of stuff. So therefore they're moving really great and they've actually got a physical advantage now. It was actually a disadvantage maybe 18 months ago. They looked kind of slow and cumbersome and they weren't like that before, but now they've kind of found, you know, the body's kind of found its natural strength for it, for what it needs to do. And you know, they're, they're physically dominant and it's a good advantage for them. Um, but it can be a bit misleading because, you know, you're seeing these players dominate like uh, under 14s that you might have seen like a big kid dominate, you know, five aside uh, under sixes and sevens where you've got like the big lad, you know, compared to the other four or five kids that aren't quite as big as him. And, you know, he might not be the best player because he's that he's a he- he's a head above everyone else. Physically, he can just get, you know, have more game impact. And it's kind of gone back to that at the moment. And, 
you know, when they're six and seven, it, uh, it does have an impact, I'm sure. But, it, you know, you can kind of see it for what it is. It almost gets lost at under 14s. You almost forget the fact, actually, that, you know, there's a that, you know there's an advantage here for some of these players just because of you know they've had a, an early growth spurt and grown into their bodies before some of the others had and those other kids that maybe aren't as dominant now that were dominating maybe two seasons ago actually we just need to be patient with them because you know they'll find a way to catch up in their own time these things balances out but we have to be patient while, while they get there um so understanding these physical changes are really important um, and just recognizing the fact that some something sometimes as a coach, you know, there's only so much you can do, uh, and actually just being positive and rec- you know, I'm not saying flag it up as a thing to the players, but just being patient with it and helping the players understand that you know this age phase, different things kick into play, and you know you might get some advantages, you might get some disadvantages, but you know just persevere, keep you know keep the spirits up, keep working on the stuff that you can control, and um, you know things balance out in the end. The knock-on to that, obviously, is probably psychological and emotional well-being. So if you've got teenagers yourself, you'll understand that um, they present their own challenges, as I'm sure we would have been when we were teenagers. Um, But, you know, there's all these kind of hormonal changes going on, which impact on emotions, and they impact on energy levels and motivation, which means that some players can be like more irritable or moody. Others might experience fluctuations in their performance. It can bring psychological changes. So we've got to look at things like stress and anxiety, body image issues. All these things can have a psychological impact on the players. And we need to be aware of this because they're going through, they're going through these changes. And for us, I know the football is the important bit. And we just want a, a, a team of players out there that can provide maximum game impact. And that's the objective. But you'd be foolish to ignore the fact that the, the reality is, you know, that their growth and what they're going through at this moment in time is going to impact on the football and, you know, we have to support that the best we can. Not always in a negative way, you know, but they've just got to go through these stages in which means that, it, you know, that they, they could just have low energy levels. They don't even know why themselves. They could just be a bit more lethargic and slower because their body's losing lots of energy resource to develop itself, to grow. Um, there's things going on in the brain as well that come on to in a little bit in a, in a minute or two as well. So there's lots of things happening here that will impact on performance and, where it was non-linear, which well, always non-linear, it's particularly non-linear at this age group where so many things are coming into play. And as a coach, you've got to be able to say, well, okay, is, is he having a bad day today? Is he being lazy? Is he just being, you know, grumpy like the typical score? Actually, do you know what I mean? Is there things here that, you know, this is just part of the process and we're going to have to be patient with him? Why, why, this, why this growth stage happens and he comes through the other end of it? So just being aware of the psychological aspects is, is, is really key. Following off that, we've kind of got motor skills development. So here it's about recognizing that growth spurts can temporarily affect coordination and motor skills. Boys can experience growth periods where it makes them pretty awkward and they need time to adjust to their bodies. Uh, we've seen this ourselves. I've, I've seen players that have kind of shut up and then they've had to grow back into their bodies a little bit. Um, they can feel clumsy and stuff, even though they, 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 you know, they're big and they, you know, they look more strong and able. That can be very deceptive if their body's not had a chance yet to kind of grow the muscle mass it needs to look after them, you know, uh, the, the longer limbs and the stuff that's going on, then it's going to be, you know, it's going to be half them to have that, that functional development again. So things that you might notice is on a pitch where the players were kind of the skills they were doing before, they just can't do it as well as they were before. You know, it's like, well, what's happened there? They've kind of lost their form. Well, they haven't really. They just, you know, they just having to kind of relearn the skill a little bit um, and the techniques just because, 
you know, they're trying to drive a different vehicle essentially to do the same thing in. So I guess, you know, it's a bit like if you're driving around in a, in a small sports car doing one thing and then you drive around in a, in a, in a bigger SUV kind of vehicle, it just requires a different, a different technique in which to, to drive properly. And young people have to go for that process again. Um, once they once their bodies are developed just to fine tune those motor skills again. But, you know, you, you'd hope that the, all the work that was done previously, it's kind of hardwired in there and it, it's just retuning and kind of getting back in that zone again, and it will come back stronger and sharper than before. And I'm sure it will as it does, but as a coach, you might just be a bit patient with it and recognize actually this isn't the kid not trying and this isn't the kid losing form. Or this isn't the kid not, so not being a good player. It's just actually, you know what just needs a bit of time. Um, we touched on it already, but the next thing I'd talk about is cognitive development. So here it's about understanding that cognitive abilities such as decision-making and problem-solving and tactical understanding um, are still very much developing during adolescence. Um, and it's really important uh, for coaches to think about, you know, how they enhance players' cognitive skills and encourage critical thinking on the field. It's like a key window for them. So, you know, we have to be aware of the fact that you know, there will be that their brains are changing as well. It's not just a physical thing. Like their their brains are rewiring. There's there's things happening here um, where certain parts of the brain are becoming more susceptible for information and opening up. Other parts are kind of closing down a little bit. So you've just got to think about how you know the child is what stage they're at in this process as well, cognitively and how that might impact, impact on their football. So if they're making, you know, decisions they weren't making before that aren't so great, this could be part of that, that reason as well. You know, just the fact that actually, you know, the, the, the brain's just doing some rewiring and it needs a bit of time just to embed this stuff and just kind of sort itself out a little bit again and be patient with it. And, you know, good practice will come together. Doesn't mean you don't coach still. It doesn't mean you don't give advice. Doesn't mean you can't, you know, make observations about stuff. But again, maybe just being a bit more patient and thinking, actually, there might be something else going on here that I can't see, which is the reason why actually these these decisions aren't great. They're being made. Or maybe actually they've really kicked on and actually they've gone through this now and part of their brain is really wired in now and they've taken information to be able to to, to stretch themselves further than they were before because of they've, they've gone through this process. So just that cognitive development and understanding about, you know, their ability to problem solve and you know tactical awareness that kind of stuff you can see maybe fluctuate you may have one player that's really way off and one player that's way ahead in this age phase where maybe in the foundation phase it was kind of a little bit closer you know you've always got maybe one that's a bit further ahead than others but you know the, the range isn't isn't as wide it could certainly be a lot wider when you're talking about going through the adolescence phase Okay, another thing to think about here is probably social dynamics. So adolescence is a time when peer relationships and social dynamics become increasingly more important. I guess here, the more you can foster like a positive team environment, like encourage teamwork and provide opportunities for players to develop like social skills and healthy relationships, this is kind of a really good opportunity to tap into the world of sport and team games particularly like in football where it is a team game to kind of offset some of this other stuff that might be going on. So, you know, people understanding that, you know, they, they, they've, they've got friends, they've got uh, emotional support around them. They've got common values and core interests and actually, you know, whatever's going on in their lives individually, you know, there's a collective here that's, you know, people are all in different phases, but actually, you know, what we're all putting together. So, the camaraderie and the, the companionship and that, the trust and the, the good environment, all these things can really help, um, I guess, young players going for adolescence that, you know, some will struggle with this, you know, and it'll be more challenging for others. It will be, will be for some other different players. But actually, the more they work together and the more they feel like they're part of a family and can trust each other, I'm sure that would be a positive in the sense of just developing that that social dynamic element and just 
get them through what could be a challenging phase of their life. So it's a great way in which as coaches, we can use sport to support these young players through this key stage. On a kind of a more technical and like practical basis, we've got to think about training loads and management. So, you know, due to the physical changes and growth spurts, boys may be more susceptible to fatigue and injury. So we've really got to think about our training loads and ensure that players get a lot of rest and recovery time. Um, you know, they're, if, if they're going to grow a fair bit, then like I say, I, I think it's I think it's fair to say that it takes a bit more time for the muscles to catch up with the limb growth. Generally speaking, it depends on where they're coming from, you know, from before the growth period. But, you know, for, for most players, I would imagine that if they've had a significant limb growth, you know, maybe a couple of centimeters over a couple of months, sometimes it's more than that. You know, the muscles will take a bit of time to catch up potentially. So, you know, what you don't want to do is overload really too much there and just allow the, the players opportunity to catch up and grow into their bodies doesn't mean they don't train, I don't believe. Again, I'm not a physical trainer. So like the research is stuff for your own benefit and for your players' benefit. But I would imagine that it would make sense to, you know, vary the loads a little bit, certainly give rest and recovery. And, you know, if players are getting injuries or we want to injury prevention better than injury cure, you know, just think about, okay, how we, maybe we look at other movements we could do. So we're maybe relaxing, you know, not, not much pressure on things like knee joints or things like that, the stuff that they get a lot of, a lot of impact on anyway. And you could look at other sports potentially just for a bit of time or part of the session, just to, to take some load off. Um, it's just thinking cleverly about how you manage the loads. And again, that back to point one about that, the individual, you know, what might be right for one of your players may not be right for another one in this phase because of where they are, you know, on this kind of adolescent adolescence um, cycle and, and, what, and what stage they're at. Number eight would be just communication and empathy. So again, I think as a coach, I look back on the last few years and there was definitely decisions that I've kind of made and ways in which I've approached things with the players. I don't ever think it was unpleasant, but it may have been not as understanding as it could have been. And there was probably factors that I look back now. I think actually that was probably more to do with adolescence or uh, factors related to puberty and changes that, you know, the way you did the act in a particular session or, you know, the way you performed over a period of time. Um, and even though I, you know, I don't believe I've ever kind of challenged back or been critical of the players, certainly not directly, you know, in my own thinking, I was probably looking at it from a slightly different angle and, potentially drawing wrong conclusions around, you know, why players were performing or acting in a certain way. Um, and that's not to say that there wasn't elements there that, you know, are unrelated to that. And it's just part of their natural characteristics. But I think, you know, some of this stuff was uh, maybe exaggerated or, or magnified because of the stuff that they were going through. And I look back now, I think actually that kind of makes more sense looking at it through that lens. And I did the lens I was looking through at the time. And if I'd known what I'd known now, I'd probably would have thought about it differently and therefore maybe could have supported a bit better um, because even though I don't think I created a negative environment around the players individually I mean I certainly at times could have been probably more supportive and more helpful as a coach um, to to help them so I look back now and I think oh I wish I'd known some of these things before because I'd have probably seen it a bit different so uh, maintaining open lines of communication with players being able to with their concerns and challenges you know is useful um you know, you've got to be careful here. I think, you know, safeguarding comes into play here. See, so you, you know, I'm not saying they should be open necessarily conversations around stuff. You know, the schools will do a lot, I'm sure, around trying to support children and, you know, the, going through adolescence and puberty and that kind of stuff. So I think as coaches, we've got to know our limitations where, you know, and where we're comfortable talking about. 
but I guess just being aware of it is is the first stage um, and then kind of having ways in which you might want to tap into resources yourself additional support or people you can call on for advice and guidance should you need to so if you've got a situation with a particular player that you kind of feel like oh i don't know how to address it um then you know maybe at least have a number or contact or someone you can talk to either through the club or find someone online that can give you some support and guidance around the best way of supporting those players around any issues or challenges or concerns you might have um but what you don't want to do is kind of close down and be like actually for the players feel like actually you know you, you kind of open conversations with them whilst always maintaining that kind of coach player relationship and keeping it the way it should be. The other thing to mention here is, or is nutrition and hydration. This is really important. I think back to one of the points you made at the very beginning here, this is a key time for the players to get really good kind of health concepts embedded and why they're going through this period of growth and maturation, maturization, then I think the more as coaches, as particularly made sports, you know, we can embed some good practice and some good habits. Then obviously nutrition and hydration is, is part of that. So helping players understand the importance of proper nutrition, eating the right things, understanding when to eat, how to eat, uh, the stuff that we all take for granted, but there's a lot more to it now. I think to be fair, people these days tend to know a lot more about it than we did when we were younger but you know you just don't know so you know what are good foods why are they good foods what's the right thing to eat at certain times if you can without making it too much of a thing because body conscious people and diet fads these kind of things are dangerous as well so well, you don't want to over egg it but obviously just good practices leading by good examples you know maybe where you can and alongside nutrition obviously hydration so the importance of you know getting on fluids drinking enough water staying energized all those kind of things um and where you can again provide some guidance on that you may again maybe that the club can reach out and find a nutritionist to come on and just do a half an hour zoom call with the players with you there as well things i'm sure you'd hope they'll cover at school but i guess you just don't know um or you could you know just find something like yourself and have a chat about that and just reinvest some of these good practices in kind of a fun relaxed way so it doesn't feel like it's pressure around food and stuff but just you know just some good practices there i think at that age it's a good thing for the players to kind of get familiar with and then really the final one it's a bit of a weird one but i think it's something worth mentioning because i don't imagine it's an easy one for anyone to approach if we need to um but part of the transition from child to adulthood and going through adolescence obviously as you become an adult um and boys become men essentially um there's the whole thing around personal hygiene body changes you know players will begin to sweat more they'll, they'll, they'll grow facial hair these things will happen stuff like that so we work in sports so just good hygiene just bring it up in a way that's probably if we do it earlier rather than later before it's natural it could be a thing then you know players can get in the habit of just making sure that they, they come clean their clothes are clean um they understand about body odor and that kind of stuff and just yeah, find a way in which you do it before there's actually maybe a, a reason to have to do it which makes it a lot more awkward i guess um and again this isn't something i think you know is is necessarily a coach's job but if you want a happy squad a productive squad where you know the focus is on the sport you're trying to develop rather than like other distractions and these things can quite easily become distractions um and if you want to provide you know a, a good positive environment then the more you're aware of these things before they may become an issue the more you can kind of either get yourself in a place where if you need to deal with it you feel like you can um or it better still you know you're prepared and you kind of almost get ahead of it a little bit before it happens because um there's certainly a lot of things on here that looking back now that I definitely wasn't prepared for and didn't really know about and know how to deal with. And I did my best in the moments, but actually looking back now on reflection probably could have done 
um, things better uh, before um, and certainly probably missed opportunities where I could have been more helpful to the players uh, at those key times. So, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at with it. So I guess the podcast was just about some of the things to consider when working with players at a particular age phase, looking at that kind of teenagery kind of years, particularly I've been having the 13s to 14s, um, but anyone kind of going through that puberty and that adolescence period. Um, the the key takeaways here are to remember that, you know, the, the rage range is kind of anywhere from around 11-ish up to 19, but can, you know, can be wider than that. Um, children will go through this at different rates. You know, some will kind of have short windows, some will have longer windows, some will have like you know, little spurts here and there and it will balance off again. There are three stages to adolescence. Um, so you've kind of got the early adolescence, middle adolescence and late adolescence. I think boy, girls tend to start these things a year or two earlier than boys, generally speaking. But again, that's not hard and fast as a rule. Um, and the kind of the, the 10 things that I kind of thought would be important to think about if you're coaching this this age group would be kind of thinking about, you know, the importance of recognizing individual differences. It's really key. I think it's always key in coaching, but particularly across this age phase, um, recognizing how there'll be physical changes. Um, recognizing the importance of psychological and emotional well-being during this time, recognizing the impact on motor skill development, it will be significant. Um, recognizing the impact on cognitive development as well and how some players will struggle for certain periods around decision making and game intelligence, that kind of stuff. You know, and other players will kick on with this. Recognizing the importance of social dynamics, you know, and relationships between kind of each other and you know the peers and how that that comes into play now. Um, recognizing training load and you know where maybe you won't want to treat every player the same have the same regime and recognizing if they've had a growth spur or they're struggling a little bit physically and trying to do injury prevention there as much as we can communication empathy so you know making sure that we keep an environment that's positive and open so the players feel like you know they're in a safe space and as a coach you've been empathetic using it as an opportunity really to reinforce good practice around nutrition and, and hydration and then finally, just, you know, understanding the importance of kind of that personal hygiene stuff as you go from being a child to being an adult and just how you look after yourself in that way. Um, I don't, I think as coaches, we're expected to like know a lot about a lot of stuff. Um, and, you know, it's just impossible really. And like I said, for this podcast, I am, I couldn't be further away from being an expert in this field. I know very little about it, certainly not enough. And the point of today is really just to, get us thinking a bit more about, okay, I, I need to know a bit more about this and I'd rather know in advance before I'm with this age group or after and I look back and think, actually, I could have done that a bit differently. So hopefully if you're currently coaching nines, tens, elevens, and you're about to get into that 12s, 13s, 14s age range, then this will be useful. Um, if you're already in it, then hopefully it's useful. If you've gone through it, then please do reach out and say, actually, Scott, that was a load of nonsense. It's this or this, this, and tell me what, what's right or, you know, what we, what we did get right or what your experience was and how you found it. And we can share some of that stuff. There is plenty of stuff online to look out for. One thing that relates to this really closely is probably around that strength and conditioning, you know, and that kind of stuff. So I think it's worth looking at that because actually how you strengthen the condition for your players, particularly again around this age phase is very important because of the fact that they're going through all these other changes and that can impact on them physically and, and psychologically. So do your research, find out what you can. It's another thing, it's another thing to get your head around in this crazy world of coaching. Um, but I'm sure the more you understand it and the more you can recognize some of these things that relate to it, then the better chance you've got of supporting your players, which in turn help them kind of maximize their potential in the team and, and contribute the most. And uh, that's good for everybody.
I hope that was useful. Uh, thanks for being with me. It was one of those episodes where I kind of thought, you know, what? I just want to talk about this one because it's it's been part of my journey over the last couple of years. And um, I would like to have someone like this if I had it two years ago, it got me thinking a bit sooner. So I hope it's been useful. Thank you very much for listening. And um, please do like the episode. Please do share if you can. Reach out if you've got anything you want to talk about. The email address is in the show notes. And um, we've almost got 100 episodes, so we'll be looking forward to celebrating that soon. And I'm sure there'll be a couple of good things coming up with some guests and some good topics as well. So thanks for your time. Take care, everyone. Bye. This episode was brought to you in association with our friends at Soccer Coach Weekly. Established since 2006, Soccer Coach Weekly is a leading source of inspiration and advice for all grassroots coaches. Join thousands of youth soccer coaches just like you, saving time and effort in their goal of having the most effective, enjoyable and successful coaching journey for them and their players. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode.